You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. On today's episode of Her Leadership Coach, we are joined by Amanda Cole, and Amanda is joining us from England, uh, which, you know, we get to appreciate her accent today, which is lovely. Um, And uh, I am going to let Amanda talk to you about uh, hypnotherapy, which is a fascinating topic and one that I think a lot of us um, if we don't know better can be a little bit concerned about uh, making chicken noises Uh, so I want to I wanted to bring Amanda on today to talk about hypnotherapy and particularly about how it can help us as busy career women to alleviate some of our stress so Amanda welcome to the show today thank you hi lovely to be here yeah, so glad you're joining us. I'm I'm really interested in having this conversation and um I am notoriously bad at resting and uh not doing all of the doing all of the time. So I'm really keen to hear a little bit about how we can use this to decrease our stress. Um so let's start with like tell us about Amanda. Who is Amanda Cole? How did you get here? Did you have a career before this or was it straight into this area? Um yeah. and how did you get into this? Sure. Okay. Thank you. So yeah, so I'm Amanda. I am a registered and accredited hypnotherapist here in the UK. Um, I work obviously in person um, in the UK, but I also work online as well. So that's international, which is lovely. Um, I get to meet all sorts of women, uh, which is amazing. And predominantly, I support high achieving, uh, proactive, compassionate women to um, who are basically juggling it all. So who are living that really busy um, lifestyle and, and help them to bring in more calm and confidence and stress-free living into their lives. Um so that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. So hypnotherapy for me, um, I'd always had such a <clears throat> wonderful interest in health and wellness and holistic therapies as well um, from 20, 25 years ago, trying my age now. Um, but um, I really wanted to look into counselling, hypnotherapy um, and things like that. And it wasn't until maybe 2013 when I was working um, in a corporate event job, uh, which was very stressful, very draining, um, that I decided to retrain um, as a hypnotherapist. And I kind of then got stuck in the corporate life, unfortunately. I couldn't break away and start the business. Um, I was doing it on the side, which was a little bit more stressful. And then fast forward to 2017, when I had my little boy, who's now six, and I discovered hypnobirthing. And I was like, my God, this is 100% for me. This is what I'm all about. Um, And it really reignited all of those passions that I'd suppressed in a way um, and carried on in corporate life. So I had my little boy with hypnobirthing, absolutely loved it. Um, Not long after that, um, COVID hit, which made a massive impact on the events industry overnight um so I got made redundant from my job um in that in that kind of meantime I'd um, explored a couple of other health and wellness businesses but nothing kind of fit so I then uh got pregnant during lockdown as you do um (laughs) and had my little girl who's now just turned two 
and I knew what I needed to do when I when I got made redundant I, I had maybe a couple of months wobbling and not knowing what I was doing and then I took the plunge and said this is what I'm going to do I'm going to go full-time or not full-time because I had the kids but you know I'm going to concentrate on my own hypnotherapy business um and yeah it was it was kind of born out of being forced out of the corporate world um but I think at the right time so I built it whilst my little girl was a newborn uh whilst I was still pregnant and then while she was a newborn um and yeah fast forward to here we are today um so it's been it's been a great journey massive learning curve trying to obviously run a business with two very young children um but equally it's great because I've always got that experience and that empathy towards my clients because I understand what they're going through as well because I'm still living some of it myself um, and obviously trying to use all of my own techniques to get through it. Yeah, actually that that would, I'll, I'll ask you that in a minute around, can you use hypnotherapy on yourself? Um, but like, yeah, I, I sometimes think that, well, I often think things happen for a reason, not always, but I think often things happen for a reason. And I certainly have found in my career journey and my business journey that whatever has happened has led to a better place for me. Um, yeah. So I love that, you know, that arc of being stuck, feeling stuck in corporate and then a forceful <laughs> exit uh, leading you to where you are now, where uh, you seem to be much more at home in this in this place. So that's, that's amazing. Uh, so I'd love to start with what is hypnotherapy really and, and what isn't it? Because I, I know it's not really about chickens and you know magic on stage for the most part so what do you see it as and and the stuff we need to get rid of exactly yeah yeah so obviously so many people are well aware of the stage hypnosis and I mean that is part of the entertainment world and for the vast majority of the time the people that are involved in that are you know they're not technically being hypnotized it doesn't really work like that so you know just to dispel that myth and I'm sorry if I've burst anybody's bubble (laughs) (laughs) thinking that it it really goes on like that as hypnotherapists we really emphasize the the therapy part you know it is hypnotherapy you know and it is a form of talk therapy and within the UK now we've actually been really lucky because our healthcare system our general practitioners do actually recommend it for a variety of concerns that people might have. So whether it's um, stress or anxiety, weight issues, uh, smoking, loads and loads of different issues, instead of going straight towards medication or any other form of therapy, they actually recommend hypnotherapy. So that's, that's really good. It's a really positive step forward. And really being in a hypnotic state, um, I don't necessarily call it that, but it's kind of like being not quite awake, not quite asleep. So you're in full control the whole time. And again, to, you know, kind of burst the bubble of, you know, you're completely out of control, like you see on stage, it's that isn't true at all. So when you are going into a really, really relaxed state, you can still hear, you can still move, you know, you are still in full control of everything that goes on. And obviously, as therapists, we adhere to a, a code of practice and ethics. And even if I wanted to, I couldn't make you do anything that you didn't want to do because that is part of how your brain works. It just isn't possible. So when um, people come for hypnotherapy, obviously we have a really good in-depth chat about what is going on with them. And it's about them wanting to make that change because if you know their, their husband has, has, or friend have asked them to come 
you know, and rectify a problem, if they really don't want to do it, then it's not going to happen. Um, and this is what, you know, we do, we do say to the clients. So hopefully that's kind of dispelled those myths. But hypnotherapy itself is getting into a really relaxed state. And it's about different brainwaves as well. So when we're awake, we're in a much faster brainwave state. When we're in, uh, when we're asleep, similar to being um, within hypnotherapy, we're in a much slower brainwave. And that is when the subconscious can then come forward and the, and the conscious mind can just quiet and kind of move out the way, just step aside slightly. And we can then reach the subconscious because that is where all of our ingrained beliefs, our habits, behaviors, values, past experiences, everything is stored within the subconscious. And, you know, not everybody is always aware of, you know, even going about your day to day life, you know, 90% of that, if, I think it's over 90% is controlled by the subconscious. So how often have you, I did it this morning, you're literally driving the kids to school or driving to work. You're thinking about something else completely about what you've got to do in another hour you you get there and you're like my god i, I, I didn't even realize i've driven here you know i was thinking about something else because everything is ingrained in your subconscious not only your actions that physical action of driving but but equally all of your your thoughts and beliefs so we have to be able to tap into the subconscious to make any positive changes and i always advocate any other type of therapy whether it's um, psychotherapy, psychoanalysis, CBT, NLP, all of those. But equally, a lot of the time you're talking to the conscious mind and you can get, you know, so far with doing that, but it isn't until you really dig down and get into the subconscious where everything is, you know, and so much of what we've learned and our personalities and our behaviours are learned from childhood and we cannot change anything about that unless we tap into the subconscious and it's all about rebuilding those neural pathways you know and, and breaking down the negative thoughts and beliefs that you may have about yourself or or a particular situation and being able to reframe them and that is really the crux of what hypnotherapy is about we are reframing those habits behaviors beliefs into something more positive so we don't eradicate it altogether we just change your perception of it to the positive to lessen the stress to reduce the anxiety you know help you feel calmer help you feel more confident you know be able to set those boundaries and things like that so <laughs> mm, that's that's good and I, look I wish I knew I, I know a lot about hypnotherapy now but when I first experienced it for myself and we're talking mm, 16 17 years ago now I think I didn't know what it was and I thought it was that you would be completely out of it and so I was really disappointed that I could remember everything that they were saying and wasn't even asleep and I'm like oh it didn't work <laughs> so I think it's really important that we understand that it's not that we're knocked out it's not that we're going to be told to do something while we're asleep or mm -hmm. under some kind of trance it is just a, a sort of deep form of relaxation where, like you said, that conscious overthinking mind can get out of the way for a little while. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you've ever done a guided meditation, it's really, really similar, Yeah, really similar. And the meditation is kind of just to quiet and still, whereas the hypnotherapy, very similar, but we're looking for that positive outcome with the hypnotherapy. Um, so that's really the difference. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like a targeted meditation like it. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. So I know when you're working with women that have that sort of high stressful life, 
uh, which is just so prevalent now we we particularly as women we have so much on our plates between work and home and I you know there's a lot of research around how much we do in the home no matter what our income is no matter whether that we're the main earner or not we still do all of the housework so you know it's no wonder that we're stressed and you talk about four steps for hypnotherapy to hypnotherapy to help women break free of that stress so I'd love to hear a little bit more about each one of those steps yeah, sure. So yeah, so many of the ladies that I work with come with uh, very similar things. So whether it is stress or anxiety, and since COVID, actually, there's been a real increase with anxiety within women. So there's four steps that I've kind of developed within my own business. And, and the first one is really identifying, we have to identify and self reflect on what is going on. You know, what is not allowing you to be calm or confident or you know thrive in your own business you know whatever is in your way at the moment and so often like you've just said women are just caught up and I call it the cycle of busyness and it is it's overwhelm it's stress it's guilt it's anxiety comparing yourself to other women and then all of that combined perpetuate each other and then you've got the knock-on effect of a lack of self-worth a lack of self-care you know, and, and it just goes round and round in this cycle and you cannot break free of it because you're constantly, you know, going from one to the other. And there's always some sort of underlining cause there. So people will normally come with kind of this top level issue. So it may be I'm stressed, but we really in that identifying phase, we have to start digging down and working out. OK, so you're stressed because of A, but then we have to peel back that layer and we peel another layer back and we peel another layer back. And quite often the hypnotherapy that we do isn't anything to do with why they've come, what that top layer is. And it is unfortunate, but, but quite often women will come and we end up really addressing the lack of self-worth, which was learned as a child or early teen um, that lack of confidence in yourself and you can be the most confident woman and be thriving in your business but something is holding you back and you're being stressed by it and it does end up being that really bottom layer where we've peeled it back um, you know unfortunately it, it is about the lack of self-worth that they don't feel good enough um, and I think a lot often that's why we strive for perfection you know and we put these high expectations on ourselves because of that underlining reason which you know um it is it's so unfortunate and to be fair within my own story it's 100% the same mm-hmm. 100% so that's what we do in that first step we really identify and and dig down and work out what the underlining reasons are and then you know we we accept that the change is necessary you know we accept that support and give ourselves permission to invest in ourselves because again I think as women as well everybody comes first we're always at the bottom of the list we are the nurturers and the thing is at some point we have to just just stop and say I need to invest in myself now and I need to give myself that self-care and break that cycle and that's really what we then continue to do so identifying is definitely the first step and actually really the most important as well having that self-awareness and self-reflection so so yeah, so following on from that is really the bulk then of the hypnotherapy. So the first part is releasing. So we're going to release the overwhelm, the stress, the anxiety, the fears as well. There's there's quite a lot of fear around allowing yourself to be, just being able to slow down and trying to release that self-sabotaging behavior. And quite often, you know, women do self-sabotage subconsciously without realizing it. 
we try and release that um, and obviously release the perfectionism as well and try and reframe all of those tendencies. Um, and it is, it's very much about overcoming those limiting beliefs about yourself, about your what you can do in your career, what you can, how far you can take your business and, and things like that. So, um, so the releasing step is just as important before we move on to rebuilding and it's rebuilding that confidence because it's always been there. It's just suppressed. So it's rebuilding that confidence, the resilience, especially, or just, I'm on a mission to make sure that more women are of that resilience within themselves. You know, they're so capable. And I always say, you know, how would the world work if women were just 1% more believing in themselves? What could be achieved? It's just, yeah. <laughs> I'm so passionate about it, you know, so just trying to build that resilience having the confidence to set those boundaries as well and that's that again that's so important um I think women again not not deliberately but I think we can be not so confident in setting the boundaries you know not just with the outside world but with our own families our own children our partners our parents you know we're yeah it's we can sometimes be the people pleasers so it's getting away from that getting back in control of your own thoughts as well. And, and that's where the rebuilding comes in. And then finally, we move on to the healing, which is the best possible bit, where we really focus on prioritizing ourselves, that self-compassion, bringing back the self-care and highlighting all of that within self-worth as well. So it's just a great way to explain it to people as to how I try and move them through. You know, we do six sessions or we do 12 sessions, you know, depending on, what they want to do and and what the issues are and yeah using those four steps it, it really helps them understand how we're going to move through that journey so yeah yeah it's so good to have a framework and I think you know our brains work really well with that sort of certainty of what's going to happen so yeah. you know being able to just give them that in advance is so calming already like it helps to to lower the stress about what's going to yeah, happen exactly. yeah, yeah ahead of time which is fantastic I really relate to a lot of what you talked about in the uh, and, you know, that I find the same problems coming up in my coaching again and again as well. And um, it's probably a similar actual framework to how coaching works in a way around that, you know, identify and then starting to release those old patterns and old stories and old uh, beliefs. And then uh, from there, what's next? Okay, we've, we've taken them away or, or started to deconstruct those. What are we going to construct in our neural pathways in its place, um, being that positive stuff and resilience and then the healing going, yeah, self-compassion and self-care. It's amazing how we as women, as girls particularly, are brought up to, you know, service everybody else and mm -hmm. uh, at the detriment to ourselves yeah. and and no one's doing that on purpose. No one's bringing us up that way on purpose to go, you know, don't take care of yourself and yet, it's the underlying message that we hear so often growing up and that, I guess, that reinforcement around, oh, you, you're getting good grades at school, fantastic, good girl, reinforcing that perfectionist streak and mm. the achievement streak that so many of us have, we have to achieve. And if we're not achieving, then we equate that as us not being good enough. Yeah, so it, it just, there's so much to us women that yes, um, yeah. we I we see it already and my, she's only just turned two and even this morning she is the helper having only just turned two and she will pick up her brother's plate she will bring it in the kitchen but she loves it it's not that anybody is asking her to do it it's yeah. almost like 
in a way it's not it's the nature nurture it, it's like as women are we actually born with that kind of pre-programmed you know and I'm, I'm very interested in kind of the generational cycles and you know how we pass through these through the genes through kind of um I've been learning about the witch wound as well, you know, through these sort of generation of women, you know, how we pass things on to to our daughters, you know, yeah. and it's it's really interesting that I've never encouraged her to kind of be the helper, yet she's doing it naturally. So yeah. it's kind of frightening. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it would certainly be interesting to learn more about. I think it's epigenetics as well as something, something to do with that. Um, there's a book that I read by a lady called Angela Saini called Inferior, and it kind of investigates all the science around that nature nurture question with women and, and talking about how for centuries now men have done all of the research and science and uh, have made their conclusions based on their preconceived biases mm -hmm. about what women were back in the day and now that women are stepping into the science realm more and more um, there's actually very little biological evidence that we are different as men and women from a biological perspective. And most of it is, in fact, culture, society, um, the way we're raised. Not to say that, you know, she didn't touch on epigenetics there or, or passing genes down, but certainly there's sort of evidence to show that women were hunters just as much as men. Yeah. It's just that when they discovered iron-tipped instrument with men, they said, oh, look, it's spares, they were hunters. And when they discovered the same tip that lay with women's bodies, they were like, oh, that must be some kind of kitchen instrument. <laughs> so I actually find it frustrating. <laughs> no, it is. It is incredibly frustrating. It's a fantastic book. I highly recommend reading it. Mm, no, I don't say, know. Yeah, like, no, we're not. Most of us are not born that way specifically and it is what we see on tv and you know in households and and wherever we visit that we pick up as this is the way girls are um yeah. it, you know it's slowly changing it is because it is, yeah I, I hope it is that there, yeah. there definitely is change I feel like there is a change so I hope it continues and yeah that but my little girl isn't gonna have it <laughs> That's it, right? And I think that's why there is change is because we as a as a parental generation have said, well, no, I'm not I'm not raising my children to play with dolls or trucks. They can play with what they want to. We are changing it and and I guess the next generation will change it even further. So, yeah. but it does take generations and in the meantime, we all have to get hypnotherapy and coaching to work on our, our self-compassion and self-love. <laughs> um so I guess within those four steps, so we've got identify releasing rebuild rebuild and healing and you kind of I think you it's like you think all of them are just as important <laughs> um I think they probably are where do you think women get stuck the most in that process where's the bit that you maybe spend a bit more time or you know need to help them through more than the other pieces yeah it it's funny, it really does depend on the person. I haven't necessarily seen a pattern as such. I think for some people, the release work can be 
really liberating and actually they can be quite emotional after the sessions um, or even a few days afterwards. Lots of people say they have really, really vivid dreams. And I always tell them then to kind of, you know, take note of them and just write down what they were and we have a chat about them. So sometimes the release work seems to not necessarily get stuck, but actually that flows best. I think the rebuilding is probably the most difficult for some women because no matter how much they've released, they can still get stuck with that. And especially if that ingrained belief about themselves has been there for 30, 40 years with some ladies, you know, it they can fight against it. And we really have to dig down and get the subconscious on board. So if it feels like during the sessions that they're, the subconscious is resisting or they're resisting, then we just do extra work on it. Um, and we can, can shift the language up as well. You know, within hypnotherapy, you can, you know, again, it depends on the person, but you can be more gentle. Sometimes you can be more assertive. And it's not necessarily that you're talking to them, you're talking to their subconscious. And sometimes you have to change it along the way to, to see what's going to work more effectively. So, you know, the sessions are really, really fluid. But I'd say probably the rebuilding with some people can be where the resistance is a little bit more, you know, because it kind of keeps them safe and we build that in actually we build that into some of the hypnotherapy because for years and years you know your subconscious has kept you protected with these beliefs you know it doesn't it doesn't want to it's the whole fight fight or flight you know it doesn't want to kind of uh have anything different going on because you know they know that it's protecting you in this way so we do build that in sometimes and kind of thank it for all of the hard work it's been doing over these years but, you know, it's okay, it's safe now to, to let these thoughts go, it's safe to feel more confident, you know, and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I think probably the rebuilding is maybe is where they get a little bit more stuck, but we keep at it and it and it they, they overcome in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean, like you said, it's been with us for so many years. We can't expect a neural pathway just to disappear overnight and a new one to form. So um it is something that, yeah, it takes it takes a journey, but it's like it's such an interesting journey anyway, like the insights that you continue to get about yourself and how you see the world, I think. And if you really want to make that change, like I said earlier, then it will happen. And after all of the sessions that that we do in person or online, they then have a recording of everything um, and they can then listen back and continue that journey. You know, after we finished our sessions together, they, you know, they can carry on listening to that. And I always advise at least once a week, as, as long as you need you know yeah. keep listening to it. so yeah 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 awesome so if you were to let our listener know one thing that they could use from those four steps to help them tomorrow feel a little bit stressed what would be one sort of tip or um tool that you could give them I think one thing that it's really easy to to kind of talk about and and potentially do is the power of positive expectations so it's just assuming things are going to go well and i think it's such a simple technique that people don't really think about that often you know and and even if the school run or the the work commute you know this morning or tomorrow morning it's like, oh, no, there's going to be traffic and, oh, I'm going to be late. And all those thoughts, you know, naturally sometimes go around in your mind. But if we have that power of positive expectation, if we can shift that energy to, to actually traffic will go smoothly, green lights all the way. Yes, I'm going to get the parking space. Everything will be fine. 
you're so much more likely, you know, for things to be going well and things to be going right. If you've got that power of positive expectation and, you know, and it's going to increase your confidence as the things happen and it's going to lessen your stress because you're not stuck in traffic. You're not having red lights. You haven't had to park five miles away from the school, you know, all of those things. And it's just a simple thing can take practice, you know, if you're, if you're verging on the negative, but it's just a quick, simple thing. Just it's just reframing the language in the conscious mind. You know, just being able to reframe the language a little bit. So um, I try and say that <laughs> yeah. to a lot of my clients and kind of reiterate that, yeah, as much yeah. as possible. Just power of positive expectation. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. And I, you know, our brains are listening to us talk, whether it's in our head or out loud, and pays attention to whatever it is we're saying. So if we're saying something positive. It's paying attention to that and looking for that out in the world. So that's sort of how that ends up eventuating for us is like, you know, I think some people can think that's a bit woo or, you know, some some secret witchy thing, but it's like, no, that's brain science. Yeah. And we use it with, I'm a hypnobirthing practitioner as well. And we use it within hypnobirthing because if you're going to move in, to childbirth with a negative mindset, thinking everything's going wrong, physically, you're gonna be more tense, you're gonna be scared, you're gonna be anxious, you know, and potentially, yes, that's then maybe gonna cause, you know, a less than positive birth. Whereas if you're going in feeling confident, feeling calm, being feeling prepared, you know, and having a more positive mindset of actually everything's gonna go well, you're so much more likely to have that positive birth. So yeah, works the same way. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, uh, I've got a couple of questions to take us to the end of our time together. The first is, what do you know now that you wish you knew earlier? I wish in my late teens, early 20s, even up to my 30s, to be fair, I wish I had listened to people, actually, when they told me, actually, it was only a few people that told me, stop worrying about what other people think. It's so liberating when you finally get to that point where you just don't mind what other people think like who cares and the thing is not in a negative way necessarily but people are always going to judge you anyway people are always going to watch or have an opinion about whatever you do so I think my life has turned around quite a lot in the last sort of five six years where I've yeah I've just let it go I just it's not that I don't care completely but you know, I'm maybe 85% of the way there, there might be something that will come up and I'll be a bit, you know, but but 85% of the way, I just have let go caring what other people think. And it's allowed me to grow as a person. It's allowed me to be a better mum, 100%. Mm. And it's definitely grown my business as well in that way. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's a, it's a, Listen, that gets easier as we get older because, yeah, we don't listen to it when we're younger. Mm. Um, (laughs) But it is, yeah, it's so, like you said, it's very liberating. So I Mm. I love that you know that now. And, yeah, if you're listening and you can start to work on letting go of what people think of you, like you said, everybody's Mm. judging someone and we are not exception to that. We are judging others. So uh, why would we expect people not to be judging us? And yet, at the end of the day, what we judge them as doesn't affect them and what they judge us as doesn't need to affect us. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, last question. What is your leadership mantra? So I think that we all have this 
this thing that we say often that kind of keeps us on track in that self-leadership way. So do you, can you find one of those in your world? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And again, it's the whole perfectionist thing that I've also, uh, and self-hypnosis does work by the way. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) I've had to let go of, um, it is letting go of that perfectionism in my business. Um, because I have super high standards within my business. I want it to look good. I want to serve my clients as effectively as possible. I want to give, I can be a bit of an overgiver, but my mantra now is it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. And I've got it on my wall. <laughs> yes. Because I'm never going to get, I could be on Canva for hours titillating with, you know, a, a, a new poster or flyer or something. And it doesn't matter. It's just got to be done. doesn't have to be perfect. As long as it's done, I'm moving my business forward. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually one of mine, Amanda. Mine is done, phrase, done is better than perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is that is something that I've lived by for a long time now, thankfully, yeah. both at work and in business. And you get so much more done and exactly. people done yeah. for it. So, you know, <laughs> why not have it out there? Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so you have something that you would like to offer our lovely listener today. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so for me, it is a audio, so an MP3 audio, and it is a relaxation, guided visualization, and optimal breathing. So I think it's about 12, 15 minutes, so it's not too long, so you can fit it into your day. Uh, morning or evening is, is really great to do it. Um, and yeah, it's just going to evoke that kind of calm, uh, help you de-stress. Um, and it's a really good way, actually, to because it's almost um, verging on a guided meditation. So it's a really similar feeling that you would have um, like being in a hypnotherapy session as well yeah fantastic that sounds so good I want to um, listen to that before I go to sleep tonight because that will just help me calm down uh, I love it and where's the best place if people want to connect with you where can they find you yeah definitely so I hang out on Instagram mostly so my handle is just at Amanda Cole hypnotherapy um so there's loads of yeah you'll see me and all sorts of reels going on um and also my website which again is just www.amandacolehypnotherapy.com wonderful all right well we will put the links for the uh hypnotherapy session and the um insta and your website in the show notes so if you're listening you can click on them and go straight and find amanda and her wonderful gift for you uh amanda thank you so much for your time today i've yeah got so much out of this conversation and uh i'm sure that our listeners have as well so really appreciate your time no worries thank you so much been a real pleasure Thanks for joining me this week. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you want to continue the conversation about today's topic or anything to do with being a leader from the inside out, come and join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group. You'll find the link to join in the show notes as well as the links to connect with today's wonderful guest. If you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you'll know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others to find the show. And I would really appreciate that. Until next week, continue to lead the way her way.